Amen. How many of you are glad that he made the difference? How many of you can testify tonight that it was him that made the difference? Amen. 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 Because he will make up the difference. He is the difference. Live a life of misery trying to do it on your own. But when you have God on your side, Bible says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Amen. We're so glad to be here tonight. Amen. It's a very special night where we not only get to honor them, but in our honoring them, we've also honored him tonight by us being here and worshiping. Amen. We want to thank you for being here and worshiping the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. Before we're seated, I have a special gift for our graduates if they would like to come and present them with their gifts at this time. It's a wonderful little token. They can show you what it is later right now. It's just for them. Amen. Tonight, this message is for our graduates, but I pray that we would all leave here tonight with something for Alyssa, Madison, John, Gabe, Fabian, Xavier. What a wonderful, wonderful group of young people standing before me tonight. I'm so proud of each and every one of you. There could have been celebrities that spoke to you tonight. Our pastor could have spoken to you tonight. Many others, mom and dad, aunts and uncles that could have told stories. But I am honored tonight to be able to look at you guys and be so proud of each and every one of you. Some I've known for six plus years. Some of you just a couple of years. But I love each and every one of you more than you will ever know. And I believe in you. Man. Folks, do you realize we are in 2018? 2018. I never thought I'd make it to see 2018 because I thought the Lord would have already come 12 times by now. But here we are. You know, seven years ago I had something for kids to fill out and on it it had their name, their favorite candy favorite place to go eat and on there I had a place for them to put their birthday and I had a blank space for the month a blank space for the day and then I had 19 blank blank and this little girl came up to me and she said brother Landon we weren't born in 19 anything it was then and there I realized that I was getting old and that was seven years ago so But with the exception of one or two of these graduates here tonight, they weren't born in 19-anything. Tonight, if you would, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Many of you can probably quote it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. The Bible says, When I was a child, I spake as a child... I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man or woman, I, say I, I put away childish things. 
I put away childish things. Tonight, for just a little bit, I'm not going to speak very long tonight, but I do feel like I have a word for our graduates tonight. I want to talk to them about don't put that away. Don't put that away. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I'd already told my wife this past week what I'd felt for tonight's service. And today of all days, Brother Hughes and his moment of dedication of baby Hudson made this very remark about being childish and childlike are two different things. And childlike is not something that is a positive note, but or to be childlike is a positive thing, but not to be childish. But there is a beauty and something sacred about being childlike. And Bible says in Matthew, truly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. We have heard it taught that it's it's faith like a child or childlike faith. And while there are things we can look at in our lives and see that there are some things that we'd probably do that we would look at or others would look at and say, well, that's childish. But there are also some things in our life that are childlike. And we must understand that the things that are childlike are qualities that we cannot afford to lose in our world today. Jesus said, unless we have faith like a child, we will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Will not. He was not saying to start throwing temper tantrums when you don't get your way. He was not saying to stay at home and play video games all day and not go out and go to college and get a job. He wasn't saying as soon as church is over tonight, going out in your church clothes and doing snow angels in the grass. That's not what he was referring to. While those things are childish, we probably wouldn't do those things anymore. Some of us might. But those are all things that children do. But you reach a certain age where it's not childlike anymore. It's childish. But he was saying, be like a child who thinks and believes in magic. Think like a child who believes that anything really is possible. Think like a child who is full of wonder and imagination. The scripture we read and quoted quite often, our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. One translation says above all we can ask or even imagine. You want to hear some awesome prayer requests and things requested of God? Go ask a child what they would like to pray for. Go ask a child what they would like to see. And they may pray for something that seems absurd to us. But to them, anything is possible. To them, they believe that they can fly. That they can run faster than a speeding bullet. That they truly can stop a locomotive. They think they're Superman. They think they're Barbie. They think they're all kinds of other things. Because they believe anything is possible. Kids have an imagination. Kids believe anything can happen. Kids do not hide behind logic and reason. Kids have not yet had to swim in debt. Kids have not had to get fired and try to find a job. 
Kids haven't been taught lessons from the SOHK. That's the school of hard knocks. So for them, reality is whatever what they perceive. And I get amazed with how kids see the world, what they perceive and pick up from people. What they learn without you even teaching them a lesson on a marker board or in a book. They learn from watching and being observant. And I pray for our students every day. I pray that they stay innocent as long as possible. I pray their eyes be blinded and hearts be guarded. I pray their ears be deaf to the news, the rumors, the hate and the gossip. I pray that their families would do everything they can to be present. And to help them to be the very best that they can be at who God called them to be as an individual. Unfortunately, Peter Pan and Jeffrey the giraffe don't get their wish because we do have to grow up. We have to step out into a very dark world, a very dark and troubled world. But the Bible says we are to let our light shine before men. We have to go get jobs. We have to leave mom and dad. We have to go to college and take more classes. We have to we have to fall sometimes and we have to get back up. We have to step back and see what are things in my life that I need to set aside, like our text said. What are some things in my life that are childish? Not necessarily things that are wrong, but they're just childish. But more than that, I pray we would take a look at the things that we make sure we are not getting rid of. Make sure we don't put something in the wrong pile. I pray that when we are putting things away, we don't put away things that are not only important, but they are essential to our day-to-day lives and our eternity. Our text said, when I was a child... Now, this isn't coming from someone who just became a teenager. This wasn't coming from somebody who just turned 18. This was from a man. A man who reflected on his life and said, when I was a child. How many of you were once a child? Raise your hands. High and proud. It's amazing. Almost all the people who are no longer children raised their hand. He said, when I was a child, I behaved like one. I spoke like one. I understood like one. I thought like one. And all that is fine and dandy, but if it went on to say, but when I grew up, it only got worse. Then that would be somebody who was childish. Then we would see a big problem with that picture. But there came a shift somewhere in his life. And he saw that the way he was speaking was childish. A way that he was thinking was childish. And he had to make some adjustments in his life. He said, I can't talk that way anymore. I can't act that way anymore. I can't walk that way anymore. He didn't say that what he was saying was inappropriate. He didn't say it was bad. He said it was childish. He said, but when I became a man, I put those things away. Childish things. It is important that we put things away. If we were still in our baby cribs and stroller tonight, there might be a problem. But you outgrow them and it's time to put them away. 
toys as much as you loved them once upon a time and you have a reminder of them in your hand tonight. A time that have now been sold or thrown out or stored in the attic. Because for us to play with Ninja Turtles and Batman now might be considered childish. Clothes that once fit you are now hand-me-downs for someone else. We put them away because they just no longer fit. We put things in the trash. We put them away in the crate, in the attic, or the garage, or we put them in the garage sale pile. We all know tonight there comes a time where we have to be real with ourselves and say, it's time to put this away. We all know that there's that time where you put on the jeans that don't fit anymore. The shirt that makes me look like I'm trying to be 12 years old again. It's it's time to put that away. When my wife says the Legos have to go so our six-month-old doesn't swallow one, it's time for the Legos to go. So when we have to put away childish things, we know that that is something that has to be done. But may we ever be more aware that there are some things that cannot be put away. You cannot put away a prayer life. You can live with a lot of things, young people, but you cannot live without a prayer life. You can live without talking to your friends on Snapchat for a day, but you cannot go a day without talking with God. I don't care how many books we read about prayer, how many messages you've heard about prayer, how many classes you've been taught about prayer. Nothing can replace a prayer life. Every day you need to have a relationship with God. I'm not talking about your nighttime prayers. I'm not talking about thank you, Jesus, for this food. I'm talking about getting down on your knees, weeping before the Lord and crying out to the Lord and praying and having a relationship with God. You cannot put that away. The second thing you cannot put away is the word. This word right here, this is my Bible. It's very special to me. Every time I get behind a pulpit, I have this Bible. This Bible sits over here on the front row with me. And this Bible was issued to me in 2007 on my graduation night. When I was honored as a graduate, my brother Hughes and brother Kenny Custer. So here we are many years later and I still have this Bible. And it's very special to me. And in a little while you're going to be given a Bible by our pastor. And I hope that you cherish that Bible just as much as I have cherished this one. Not because it's a gift, not because it's something that somebody gave you, but because it's the word of the Lord. Amen. It's the most sold book every year and more translations than we can even count. But yet it is read less and less every year. Why? Because people thought they didn't need it anymore, so they put it away. It's on a shelf somewhere. It's in the attic somewhere. It's in a box underneath my bed. You better get the word out and read the word because the Bible says that this is what you hide in your heart that you might not sin against him. It said it is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. It is a two edged sword. It is the word of God. I don't care how many books you have read. None of them are like the good old B.I.B.L.E. That's the book for me. Amen. The word of God is a wonderful thing. You've been taught a lot of lessons about history. 
been taught English, math, science, PE, snack, recess, gym, all the good stuff learned in school. I wish I could tell amen, but no matter what you learned in school, I wish I could tell you that I've used algebra every day of my life since graduating, but I can't tell you that. I wish I could tell you I can remember every history lesson that was ever taught and that I've applied it to my life every day, but I can't tell you that. But I can tell you that what is in this book has guided me every single day of my life. Amen. You cannot live without the word of God. Please do not put that away. You cannot live without the church and your pastor. You need a church, not on TV, not live stream, not a brochure. You need a church. You need a place that you can come and worship. You need a fellowship with brothers and sisters of like-minded faith. You need a place that you can come and have a safe place, a place of refuge, a city of refuge. There's no place like the house of God. You cannot put away an altar. The altar is where your life is changed. The altar is where you can lay your life down. I know that over there is a old sanctuary right now that's got a bunch of junk in it. But there's a special place in there that uh, I always like to go to. And I can remember one service being knelt down there praying. And I had a spot that I liked to go to every time. It was my time to go up there and pray. And our pastor's wife came up beside me one night. She may not even remember telling me this. But she said, Landon, don't ever forget moments like these at an altar. And it wasn't in this building. It was in that building over there. So to think that that building one day might be torn away. It hurts a little bit, but you know what? There's other altars to be built. There's bigger altars to be built. Room for other people. But you cannot replace an altar. You cannot replace the the area that you come to and you lay your life before the Lord and say, Here I am again, Lord. I'm a living sacrifice. God, I lay my life down willingly, Lord. I want you in my life. The altar is a place that you cannot afford to put away. You've traded your high chair for what's soon to be an office chair. You've traded your Ninja Turtle notepad for a tablet. You've traded your radio flyer wagon for a Nissan. You've traded your leapfrog for a laptop. You've put away being a character to having character. You have put away things that eventually became childish. You're growing into young men and young women Who are going to do wonderful things. But I beg of you tonight. As someone who loves you and believes in you. Do not put prayer away. Don't put away childlike faith. Don't put away that sense of wonder. Don't put away the church. Don't put away the altar. Don't put away your pastor. Mom and dad don't do it now. It's up to you. The writer said when I became a man. I put away childish things. It's up to you now to determine what goes and what stays. There came a time where I would get a box and I would begin putting things away for the attic or getting them ready to be put in the garage sale pile and it was up to me. 
And I can remember times where I would watch as mom would get stuff ready and she would try to put toys in the trash pile or she would try to put toys in the garage sale pile and I would be, but it was things that mostly watching like a hawk. But it was things that at one time in my life was my entire life. My life revolved around those toys and those games. They were now being replaced by newer toys and newer things because I was getting older now. I had outgrown these toys and now I had to make space for the new things. You hear me, there have been so many who have strayed away from God after high school because they put things away because they felt like they did not need them anymore. Well, it hasn't been used in years, so I guess we can put that away. No, get it back out again. Because prayer still works. The word of God still works. Coming to church is still a wonderful thing. Being faithful to the house of God is still a wonderful thing. Even though in my head I knew I didn't really play with certain toys anymore. I would sit back and watch and watch my mom put this in that box. And I would sneak over and pull it out as soon as she'd put it in there. And I'd say, don't get rid of that. I still play with that. Don't sell that. That's mine. I I still play with that all the time. Mom, don't put that away. Don't sell that. Don't put that in the attic. I still want to play with that. I'll play with it this week. It's been lost. That's why I haven't been playing with it. The truth is there are things that we can live without. There's a whole lot of things in this life that you can do without every day. You can do without some of those algebra lessons. Sorry, mom and dad. You can do without some lessons that you learned in school. But what you've learned here, what you've learned in Sunday school, what you've learned in a service, watching these elders and others worship and pray. Those are the things that you don't ever want to forget. I can't live without the church. I can't live without the word. I can't live without a pastor. I can't live without the spirit of God. I cannot do it. Paul, the same one who spoke of the childish things, he put away. Told a young man named Timothy not what he put away, but he told him what he kept. He said in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course and I kept my Legos. No, he didn't say that. Not I kept my Velcro sneakers, not my dollhouse. He said, I kept the faith. Of all the childish things I put away, there were some things that were childlike that I just could not let go of. There were times I might have considered throwing in the towel, but when I would look at it, I'd, I'd say, I just, I can't get rid of this yet. Young people, of all the things you'll ever do away with, make sure there are some things you don't put away. Make sure there are values that mom and dad taught you that you do not put away. Saying yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and no, sir, and being polite and saying thank you. Those are good values that mom and dad taught. Don't ever lose that. Don't ever lose being a respectable young person. Don't let anybody degrade you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that you are a chosen generation. 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He called you out of all the separate. And you guys, y'all are a very special group. But of all the things in this life that you put away, make sure there are some things that you don't put away. Make sure you remember what is most important. Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Of all the things that you can put away at the end of your life, say, you know what, I've finished my course, I fought a good fight and all the things I put away, I kept. The faith. Amen. I love you very much. Pastor's going to come at this time. Thank you for your time. I love you. I'd like for our graduates to stand if they will. I think you ought to give them another hand. Would you do that? Graduation is certainly an accomplishment that you should be proud of, but before you get too heady and high-minded, let me remember, remind you of what it actually represents. Graduation is called a commencement. If you look the definition of that word up, you'll find that it is not an end, but it is a beginning. You've accomplished one area of life, and now it's time to move into another. And so you're beginning tonight a new walk in a new set of liberties and in a new fashion. A doctor was traveling one day down a road to find a small town where a patient had called from. And he came to a uh, road uh, that was split and there was a sign that had arrows pointing both ways to the town and being confused, he saw a farmer nearby and he stopped to ask him, which way, uh, which road do I take to get to town? And the farmer looked at him and said, I don't care. Either one you want. And that's the way a lot of people in life, they really are not that concerned about what road that you take, but we are, your family is, and you need to be careful of the road that you take. And so I'm going to charge you tonight with the word of the Lord, and I'm going to speak to you the words that Paul spoke to Timothy. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12, and I'm reading from a different translation than the King James Version, but it reads like this. Do not let anyone treat you as if you are unimportant because you are young. But be an example to all believers and non-believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. I believe that if you will take that as a challenge and you will mold your life in that fashion, make your life count by the way that you live, and the things that you do, and the words that you speak, and the love that you give, and the faith that you hold on to. Amen. All right. I think it's time to congratulate them with the word, and we're going to do that. Alyssa Carrico.
Madison Choate. John Anthony Diaz. Fabian Duval. I remember when some of these kids were in diapers. Gabriel Schrader. Last but not least, Xavier Trevino. All right. You guys look wonderful. One of the greatest youth groups that we've ever had at Greater Life Church. I'm extremely proud of them. I'm going to get out of the way so you can take some better pictures if you want to do that very quickly.